hey there guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Zeke Said So Show. This is the one and only show where we talk about all things movie news, video games, comic books, television, and all that sorts of good stuff. And man, do we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We got so many great things to talk about, um, including obviously the Golden Globes was this past week. So we're going to go over the results uh, on both the television and motion pictures side of the Golden Globes. But uh, we got some other great movie news to talk about uh, also. So, uh, yeah, um, good to have you guys joining us. Um, and, uh, yeah, we I am very I'm very excited, guys. Uh, I did fail, though. I did fail my first my first test of Zeke said so 2023. Uh, I failed to get Throwback Thursday up and running. Throwback Thursday uh, was supposed to have its first episode this week. Um, but I could not get the show notes done in time. And there were still a lot of other technical issues we had, uh, trying to get the show, uh, up and running. So the first episode of throwback Thursday will actually premiere next week. And I've already announced what movie we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about star Wars episode one, the phantom menace, which will be very, very fun. I, I actually just, I'm actually very close to getting the, sh- the, the, the show notes done. For Throwback Thursday, I'm actually going to be recording that episode this upcoming weekend, so I'm very, very uh, excited about that. Um, but yeah, just couldn't get it done this week, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get that done, and you know, it will premiere next week. So hopefully, you guys will join us for that. Um, but this has been a pretty packed week for Zeke said so already. I mean, we, we started, uh, we started the other shows uh, to the Batcave made its premiere. Um, Web Swingers podcast moved to uh, Tuesday nights, and Avatar: The After Show has made its triumphant return uh, this past week as well. We we ended up talking about uh, the very first episode of season three of Avatar: The Last Airbender, which I'm very very excited about. Um, so. With all of that down and out of the way, guys, let's go ahead and let's just get right into the show. Let's get right into the Zeke Sensor show. And we're going to start, of course, with this week's installment of the Quick Movie News Rundown. We start off the quick movie news rundown with a bit of sad news. Earl Bowen, actor in the Terminator films, has passed away at the age of 81. Earl Bowen, known for playing Dr. Silberman in the early Terminator films, has passed away after being diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer in November. He was just 81. Titanic. Uh, will get a 25th anniversary re-release. To celebrate the Oscar-winning James Cameron film Titanic, the film will be re-released on February 10th. The film will be remastered in 4K and will be available in 3D and high frame rate, very similar to the re-release of Avatar last September. James Gunn will meet with Matt Reeves to discuss the future of the Batman and DCU. 
Matt Reeves revealed that he has met with DC Studios James Gunn and Peter Safran to discuss the future of his Batman universe. Matt Reeves said the following, We've talked a few times. I'm supposed to get together with him and Peter sometime this month. They've been working feverishly on what they're doing, and I've been working hard with my partners on what we're doing, all our shows and stuff. So we're going to have a sit-down where we talk about everything. That's what's that that's going on, uh, everything that's going on, and what the arcs of these two things are. I'm excited to hear about what they're doing. It's just about us really getting to know each other. It's going to be real. It's going to be fun. Searching sequel missing early reactions have hit. The early reactions to missing have hit social media. The early reactions have revealed that the online thriller is packed with unexpected twists and turns. The synopsis for Missing reads as follows. When her mother disappears while on vacation in Colombia with her new boyfriend, June's search for answers is hindered by international red tape. Stuck thousands of miles away in Los Angeles, June creatively uses all the latest technology at her fingertips to try and find her before it's too late. However, as she digs even deeper, her digital searching soon raises more questions than answers. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the quick movie news rundown. And of course, guys, that was the movie news rundown. Um, A lot of really cool stuff. I mean, really excited to see um, what the future holds for Matt Reeves and uh, James Gunn's uh, partnership on the on the Batman, and very excited for Missing. I've been really excited for that ever since I saw the movie Searching, um, and I cannot wait. Uh, I can't wait. That movie, I believe, comes out next week, so uh, very excited for that. All right, guys, with all that down, let's move into our main topics And our first main topic is this. Megan sequel reportedly in development. With Megan's huge box office success, the horror film has managed to win the hearts of horror fans and movie fans in general. Now it seems like a sequel is is already in development. CBR wrote the following. Horror fans haven't seen the last of Megan with a sequel... With, with a sequel to the first smash hit of 2023 already in the works. According to Deadline, Blumhouse is already in early development on Megan 2. Uh, at this time, it is unknown if director Gerard jo- uh, Johnstone and screenwriter Akila Cooper and any of the cast will be returning for the sequel. The report comes after Megan blew past box office expectations this past weekend to gross over $30 million domestically with the with the film's worldwide box office haul currently standing at $45 million. And that, of course, comes to us from CBR. Um, yeah, Megan has done extremely well. Um, I just want to go ahead and bring up um, the box office uh, for Megan um, and where it's currently at in its box office totals. After just one week of release, it's already at $56 million worldwide. 
And from everything I'm hearing, the budget for this film was, I believe, at like eight or ten million dollars, maybe even less. You know, um, now I did go and see Megan. I did go and watch Megan, and I really love. I really loved Megan. I thought it was so good. Uh, I saw it twice last weekend, and it's it's a really really good movie. And I personally believe. You know, a lot of people have have been talking about which one is scarier, Child's Play, Child's Play, or Megan. For me, I felt like Megan had a much more creepier concept than uh, Child's Play did. You know, Child's Play is definitely a lot more scarier than uh, Megan is because Megan is definitely more of a horror comedy uh, than a, than a horror film. But uh, I really enjoyed Megan and. If they were to make look, and and I will say this without spoiling the movie, it does open itself up for more to happen. You know, it definitely opens up the possibilities for a lot more stuff to happen, and uh, and the the concept that Megan opens up is 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 very exciting. And look, I can't wait. And and I will say for the very for for the first movie to come out under this new partnership between Blumhouse and Atomic Monster, it's great. Like, it's a really great first starter. And I think with both Blumhouse and James Wan's production company, Atomic Monster, I think we are in for a a, a really great decade filled with really good horror films. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But I'm I really enjoyed Megan. I, I and if they make a sequel, hey, I uh, I'm all for it. I am all for it. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to main topic number two, and it's a big one, guys. Main topic number two is this: Ezra Miller has entered into a guilty plea. It seems like Ezra Miller is in the news once again. The Flash actor has been charged with burglary and with burglary and trespassing. Now it seems like the actor has entered into a guilty plea for the trespassing charge. NBC News wrote the following. Court documents show prosecutors are proposing that Miller face 89 to 90 days in a suspended sentence as well as a year's probate uh, as as well as a year's probation and a $500 fine. And that comes to us from NBC News. So let's 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 delve into this drama. So let's go ahead and delve into this drama again. Um Look, it's no secret Ezra Miller is got himself into some trouble over the past couple years between uh, choking a woman and slamming her on the ground, um, and then uh, him threatening threatening a couple, breaking into another couple's house, throwing a chair at a woman. Uh, uh, grooming uh, a, a girl since she was the age of twelve, and now and now we get this burglary charge. Um, it's no secret that Ezra Miller has put a really has put himself into a lot of bad situations. Now, since then, Ezra Miller has come out and has acknowledged that his actions have been inexcusable and that he is seeking 
help. And that's great. You know, we, you know, I, I feel like if, if people have these have issues, they should do um, the right thing and get the help that they need. Now, I know we always ask the question, well, Zeke, how will this affect, how will this affect the Flash movie going forward? Well, I will say this. I don't think it's going to have any more of an impact than some of the other damage that Ezra Miller has caused. Because Ezra Miller has already caused a lot of damage to that movie's rep, uh, reputation. So, personally for me, I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact. I think it will have some impact, but I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact. Um, and the reason why is just because, you know, it's not like Ezra Miller is has been charged. It's not like he's getting himself into another bad situation. Ezra Miller is right now in this story that we are talking about facing the consequences for his actions. Um, sorry, I, I keep saying he, but they, they are facing the converse, the consequences of their actions. I know some people are going to get all, uh, mad for for me using the, the the wrong pronoun, so I might as well just start using the right pronoun. Um, yes, Ezra Miller is going to be facing the consequences for their actions, and look, and that and that is not going to do any more damage than what Ezra Miller has already caused to the franchise. So, look. The, I I just feel I I personally just feel bad for everybody else who was involved in the film. I feel bad for Michael Keaton. I feel bad for the the girl playing super, uh, for the new actress playing Supergirl. I feel bad for Andy Muschietti. Um, I feel bad <laughs> for James Gunn and Peter Safran, who have to basically put this movie. Who they are in charge of of DC, and they're this is going to be a movie that's released. I mean, yes, it was produced by the old regime, but it's being released under their regime. I just feel I feel bad. For, I feel bad for all of them because they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose money on. I feel like the Flash is gonna end up losing money because of all this drama. I think Ezra Miller and all the drama that they've gotten themselves uh, uh, involved with <laughs> is going to cause this movie to lose millions. And I and I was speaking to I was talking with a really good friend of mine about this the other day, and we were talking about it, and, and she had said that uh, that this movie could end up losing tons of money. However, it's going to make a lot more money than it would have if they had just dumped it onto HBO Max, which is true, because I've heard a lot of fans saying, "Oh, well, just dump the movie on HBO Max." Nope, they can't do that. Because too much money has been spent on the movie. And if they don't release it, in, if they don't give it a proper theatrical release, then they are going to lose even more money than they would have had if they if they had just released it. So, um, yeah. 
that that's not gonna that's not gonna work out. But I'm sure I'm sure we are not done talking about Ezra Miller and the drama that they that that comes with uh, with their uh, reputation. <laughs> um, but I would hope. I just hope I just hope something turns out to be okay. I just hope Ezra Miller turns out to be okay. That that they get the help, they face the consequences of their actions, and then after they've after they've faced those consequences, then they can go then they can come back and try to work again. Because as of right now, if I'm a studio executive, I'm not. If I'm a studio executive or a filmmaker, I'm not hiring Ezra Miller for any projects. As long as he, at least as long as this, as all this drama surrounds his name, so. Um. Yeah, <laughs> this is a, it's a, it's a, it's a very uh. Difficult situation, guys. It really, it really, really, uh, really is. So, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next topic. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to main topic number three. And main topic number three is this. A Legend of Zelda movie is rumored to be in the works at Illumination Studios. With the hype for the Super Mario Brothers movie, there have been many wondering about what other Nintendo properties will get the animated film treatments. Well, now there is a rumor that suggests that, that maybe the next adaptation will be The Legend of Zelda, uh, which will, of course, be in the works at Illumination. Um, now... Let me just re-clarify this, okay? This is not confirmed. Nobody has confirmed that this is actually happening. It's just a rumor at this point. But if it is true, if it is true, how do I think, what do I think about this? Finally, finally, somebody else is thinking over there at Illumination Studios. Because um, I think I think Legend of Zelda is the perfect film to bring into an animated format. Because number one, I mean, I know a lot of people wanted it to be live action, but I think it would benefit. It would work a lot better as an animated film. It can be because you know, Legend of Zelda almost feels like feels very uh, Studio Ghibli ish, you know, just in the the way the world is, especially the latest uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, it definitely, Breath of the Wild definitely felt like um, a Studio Ghibli movie, you know? And I think Legend of Zelda would kind of work as that fan, that animated fantasy epic, you know? Um, um, but the, the, the problem that I think they're, they're going to run into with Legend of Zelda is this. You know, we all a lot of people complained when they first heard Chris Pratt's voice as Mario. Well, Link is a character who doesn't speak, so how are fans going to react when they hear somebody 
who's doing the voice of Link, you know? And I just I'm I'm just afraid that we're gonna go back to the same thing we had to go through with Chris Pratt when everyone first heard his Mario voice. Oh, this isn't like the game. Oh, this is uh, the you know, it just I, I just don't think I can I can handle that again. Um okay, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. And the next topic we have is this. Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes cast William H. Macy in the in a mystery role. Uh, Deadline report. Uh, this comes to us from Screen Rants. Uh, Deadline reports that William H. Macy has joined the Planet of the Apes franchise's latest installment, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Details of his role are being kept under wraps. Macy is best known for his work in the Coen Brothers film in the Coen Brothers' Fargo and Showtime's and Showtime's Shameless. He earned an Oscar nomination for the former and six Emmy nominations for the latter. And, of course, that comes to us from Screen Rants. Now, we don't really know much about Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Um, if, if, if my assumption is correct... <laughs> um, if my assumption is correct, I believe it's going to be a sequel to the um, to the Andy Circus Planet of the Apes trilogy. Um, and if that's the case, then then that's then that's cool. That's that that sounds pretty cool to me. I'm uh, you know I'm all you know I'm I'm all for that. I I loved the uh, I ended up loving the Andy Circus Planet of the Apes uh, movies. Um, and it's being, and you know, it's being directed by Wes Ball. And I'll be honest, I'm not gonna lie. Eh, part of me kind of wishes they should have gotten a different director. <laughs> uh, part of me wishes they would have gotten a different uh, director because, uh, let me go ahead and bring up his directorial efforts. Uh, there we go. Um. I he's 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 only known for directing the Maze Runner films, to which, um, to which I thought all three Maze Runner films were complete utter garbage. So I am hoping that Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes doesn't turn out to be complete utter garbage because I kind of want to like this. I kind I actually do want to like this movie because, you know, if 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 it's true that this is going to be a sequel to the Andy Circus Planet of the Apes films, then, you know, those those movies ended on a pretty high note. So, you know, um, but but what do I think about William H Macy? I I think this is great. You know, I like William H Macy. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't really watch the rest of... I only watched one season of Shameless, and then I kind of stopped watching it. Because I just I just didn't really like it. I just didn't like the first season. I thought it was... Not, I'm not going to lie, I thought it was kind of boring. And, and I just didn't really feel like it was worth investing the time to binge it. But I thought he was really good. Um, and I thought... You know, and I'll be... <laughs> And a part of me kind of almost hopes that he's playing um, 
you know, it would be really hilarious if it turns out he's he plays the same character that he played in um, Jurassic Park 3. You know, I can write any kind of number on this check, Dr. Grants. You know, what, what do you really do for a living? Kirby's paint and tile. <laughs> Kirby's paint and tile plus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. All right. Let's go ahead and let's move on to the main topic number five. The Golden Globes took place this past Tuesday night, and here are the results for the television side of the award ceremony. Um, so here, so we're going to run down the list of winners on the television side, and then in the next main topic, we will move on to the movie side. So let's go ahead and run through the television side very, very quickly. And it should be quick because half of these TV shows, I, I honestly, be honest with you, haven't even watched. All right, so let's 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 start with the first one. Best television series drama went to House of the Dragon, uh, which I believe is very well deserved. Um, I did indeed finish season one of House of the Dragon. Um, I really liked it a lot. I did not love it though, but I will say it is out of the list of. Well, let me go ahead and look up uh, uh, television. Drama. Um, nope. Uh, Golden Globes. There we go. Sorry, guys. My computer is acting stupid here. Okay. Let's let's go ahead and open that up again. There we go. <laughs> That's better. Okay. So um, television series drama. So out of the shows that were nominated, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Ozark, and Severance. Now, I'm not going to lie. A part of me kind of wished that Ozark would have taken it because I loved this last season of Ozark. But I am okay with House of the Dragon taking this one because House of the Dragon was very good. It was a very good start to um, a very good um, show. Um, best television series, musical or comedy went to Abbott elementary, a show that I'll be honest, I've never watched, but it will, but it won over the bear, which is on FX. Another show that I have not seen hacks on HBO max, which I've never, which I have not seen. Um, only murderers in the building, which I have, I've, I have watched the first two seasons of um, I haven't. I'm not all the way caught up yet, but I, I, I did. Um, has there been two seasons or one? Se- let me, let me just take a look here. I think I might be. I, I, I might be. Oh, okay. Well, then I. Well, yeah, I, I am caught up. I guess. Uh, for some reason, I thought season three already started. Anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Only murders in the building, which I do watch and I really like a lot. And Wednesday, which I kind of thought was going to end up taking taking home the award, but it went to Abbott Elementary, which uh, I guess I I guess I better start watching that show. I mean, that's if it if it's winning the Golden Globe, I guess I must watch. I I better watch, I better get on it and watch that show. Uh, best actor in a drama uh, went to Kevin Costner for Yellowstone. Best actress drama went to Zendaya for Euphoria. Uh, Kevin Costner, very well deserves. I love him in Yellowstone. 
um, uh, actress drama. Uh, Zendaya, of course. I mean, look, I I don't I haven't seen Euphoria, but from everything I'm hearing, Euphoria is uh, one of the best shows on TV. Um, again, I think it could have gone to either uh, Laura Lindley for Ozark or Emma uh, or Emma De, uh, uh, DRC for uh, House of the Dragon. But I went to Zendaya uh, for Euphoria. Uh, Best Actress in the Musical or Comedy uh, went to Quintessa, Qu- uh, Quinta uh, Br- Brunson for Abbott Elementary. Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy went to uh, Jeremy Allen for uh, Jeremy Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Uh, Best Supporting Actor in any television show went to Tyler James Williams for Ab- for Abbott Elementary. Uh, Best Supporting Actress in any Television went to Julia Garner for for Ozark, uh, very well deserved. Um, Julia Garner, one of the uh, best parts of Ozark, finally getting her award. Uh, best limited series went to White Lotus. Uh, not gonna lie, a part of me kind of thought that um, the Jeffrey Dahmer story would would take home the best limited series, but White Lotus ended up taking it home. Um, best actor did go to Evan Peters for playing, um, Jeffrey Dahmer in the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Uh, Amanda Seyfried winning best actress in the limited series for the dropout. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge winning best supporting actress in the limited series for white Lotus and best supporting actor went to Paul Walter Hauser for Cobra Kai. No, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Blackbird. (laughs) Um, no, uh, Paul Walter Hauser did end up winning Best Supporting Actor in a limited series for uh, Blackbird. So, um, some of these winners that stand out to me. Um, uh, House of Dragon winning Best Television Series Drama. Good choice. Good good decision. Um, be- Kevin Costner winning Best Actor in a Drama. Great. Um uh Ozark at least taking home one award does make me happy. I would have liked for it to have taken home more more of the accolades just because uh Ozark um was be- just because I really love that show. Um and then Evan Peters winning for best uh I I did get around to watching Monster the Jeffrey Dahmer story and I thought it was fantastic. A part of me kind of thought that the um who was the woman that was in? Who was the supporting actress nominee for the Jeffrey Dahmer story? She played the neighbor in that show. Uh, trying to see who the supporting actress was. Uh, Nacy Nash, uh, Nacy or Nacy Nash. Uh, bets for monster to Jeffrey Dahmer. I thought she. I thought honest. I'll be honest. I thought she should have uh, taken home that award because just a just because I thought she was a like honestly. I mean Evan Peters was great, but I almost thought she kind of stole the the spotlight from Evan Peters. I thought she was fantastic in that show, um, especially there's there's a there's a whole monologue that she gives. I believe it's in ep I believe it's in the second to last episode where she's talking to the uh to the reverend. Um 
and she just gives a really powerful perform performance in that um uh, 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 in that uh, uh, in that scene and I thought that performance alone was uh, award worthy you know um, <laughs> so uh, so yeah uh, but but yes uh, it's but Jennifer Coolidge ended up taking it home uh, so as far as the television side goes again a lot of the television shows that did end up winning like Abbott Elementary or the White Lotus I haven't watched um, people have been telling me to check out the White Lotus though so I might I might just watch the White Lotus um, and then I might get I, after after Zendaya's win I might just give Euphoria a chance because I'll be honest. I wasn't going to give Yellowstone a chance, and then I I did, and now Yellowstone is one of my favorite TV shows ever. So I love that show, and uh, yeah, cannot wait to uh, to start watching Euphoria. All right, now let's move on to main topic number six. And main topic number six is, of course, speaking of the Golden Globes, here are the results for the motion picture categories. Uh, the movies. Here's the stuff that I do know. <laughs> Here we go. Let's start with Best Picture Drama went to The Fablemans. Best Picture Drama went to uh, The Fablemans. Uh, the Fablemans ended up taking it home over films such as Avatar The Way of Water, Elvis, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Fablemans would end up winning Best Picture Drama. I think this gives us a sign that Fablemans might be the front runner. For best picture at the at the Academy Awards, uh, best picture in a musical or comedy went to the Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, of course, Banshees of Inisherin beat out films like Babylon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Trial Triangle of Sadness. Which, by the way, I did end up watching Triangle of Sadness. Such a good movie, and. Honestly, had I watched it before I put together my top 10 list, it would have been in the top five for me. Triangle of Sadness was so good. Um, I honestly thought the award should have gone to Everything Everywhere All at Once because it was my favorite movie of the year, but I have no problem with Banshees of Inisherin winning the award because Banshees of Inisherin was really, really good and very well done, and I think it's the best film from I, I think it might be my favorite film from martin mcdonough so uh best director went to steven spielberg for the fablemans uh the other directors in consideration were james cameron for avatar the way of water uh the daniels for everything everywhere all at once boz lerman for elvis and martin mcdonough for the banshees of inisherin um Although I would have loved the Daniels to have gotten some recognition for everything everywhere, I think we all knew that Spielberg was going to end up taking it for the Fablemans, only because Fablemans has been the one movie that everyone has been kind of saying is going to end up being the front runner for Best Picture. Um, I think we all knew that going into the awards season, so uh, Steven Spielberg does end up winning for the Fable. And I'll, I'll be honest, I have no problem with it because. I loved The Fablemans. And when you watch the way that movie is directed, you can just tell it is directed by a, the master, the master of what he does. So 
Uh, yeah. Um, best screenplay uh, went uh, went to The Banshees of Inishirin. Um, the other films nominated were Tar, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Women, uh, wo- uh, Woman Talking, and The Fablemans, and of course Banshees of Inishirin took it home. Martin McDonough winning another award for Best Screenplay. And I again, I have no problem with it winning. There's some really great films on here, like Everything Everywhere could have taken it. The Fablemans would have taken it. Tark would have taken it. But the Banshees of Inishirin took it. I actually haven't seen Woman Talking, so I don't know if it would have uh, been deserving of a of a screenplay nomination. But, um, yeah. Uh, I'm very, very impressed by that. Uh, best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Drama went to Austin Butler for Elvis. Um, by the way, RIP to uh, Lisa Marie Presley, who passed away uh, yesterday, actually, um, who passed away yesterday, um, and she was she was there at the Golden Globes. Um, so glad she was there to watch um, Austin Butler accept the award for Elvis, and you know, may she may her may may she rest in peace. And of course, you know, thoughts and condolences go to the the family of Lisa Marie. Of uh, Lisa Marie Presley, um, Austin Butler winning. Look, I love Austin Butler. Don't get me wrong. I I think he was fantastic in Elvis, and I thought he was the best part of that movie. I didn't like Elvis, but I'll be honest. A part of me kind of believes that Brendan Fraser should be and probably is the front runner to win Best Actor. Um, either him or Colin Farrell, and we're gonna get into Colin Farrell in a second, but. Um, Austin Butler winning for, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with Austin Butler winning. So there we go. Uh, best performance by an actress in a drama. It went to Kate Blanchett for tar. Uh, the other actresses include Olivia Coleman, which she was great. Viola Davis for, uh, the woman King. Fantastic. Anna de Armas for blonde and Michelle Williams for the Fablemans. Any of these actresses could have taken it, especially Olivia Coleman for empire of light, which Empire of Light wasn't a good movie, but I thought she was great in it. Um, and, uh, of course, Kate Blanchett taking it for Tar. Uh, that is really cool. And I think she's going to end up being – she's going to – her and uh, Michelle Yeoh are going to end up being the ones who are the two front runners for Best Actress, I believe at least. So speaking of Michelle Yeoh, she uh, t- won the Golden Globe for Best – performance by an actress in a motion picture musical or comedy um went to her uh, of course she won the award over uh, Le- uh leslie manville for miss harris goes to paris uh margot robbie for babylon anya taylor joy for the menu and emma thompson for good luck to you leo grande um and michelle Yeoh was um very worthy of her oscar win- of her golden globe win and i I do believe she's going to end up getting an Oscar nomination, and I think she's going to be her and Kate Blanchett are going to be the ones battling it out for that Oscar. So, uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy uh, went to Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell won the award over Diego uh, uh, Calva for Babylon, Daniel Craig for Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Adam Driver for White Noise, 
and Ray Fiennes for the menu. Uh, any of these actors could have taken it, um, especially Daniel Craig for knives for Glass Onion. But I do believe um, Banshees of Inisherin absolutely deserved uh, to win. Uh, I do believe uh, Colin Farrell uh, definitely deserved to win, and I think he is going to be one of the front runners for Best Actor this year at the Academy Awards. Uh, Best Supporting Actor went to uh, Ki Hee Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, of course, he beat out actors like Brendan Gleeson, uh, Barry uh, Barry Keegan, uh, Brad Pitt for Babylon, and Eddie Renmain for The Good Nurse. Of course, uh, Gleeson and Keegan were both nominated for The Banshees of Inisherin. Um Kihi Kwan, I, I, I'll be shocked if he actually doesn't end up winning the Oscar. If he's not nominated for the Oscars, that's going to be a shocker. But if he doesn't end up winning the Oscar, I will be just floored. Because he, I thought, gave the absolute best performance of the year with, with his performance as Wayman, uh, as Wayman Rang, uh, Wang in um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, and I thought he had the best action scene out of any movie this year with the, with the fanny pack. actions. Oh, that movie's so good. It's, it's so weird, but it's my kind of movie. Uh, best supporting actress went to Angela Bassett for black Panther Wakanda forever, which is a very big deal. This makes it, this makes Angela Bassett to be the first MCU actor to win any of the big major awards. So congratulations to her. Um, Angela Bassett uh, won the award over Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Donnie, uh, Dolly DeLeon for Triangle of Sadness, and Carrie Mulligan for She Said. Any of these actresses could have taken it, but honestly, let's be real. Angela Bassett is the one is is the one who we all believe should win the Oscar this year for her performance. I mean. Angela Bassett, in my opinion, was the main character of I I honestly don't really see her as the supporting. I know technically Black Panther Wakanda Forever was Shuri's movie, but in my opinion, I personally believe that Angela Bassett is the star of that movie. In my opinion, she's the star of that movie. So I'm very happy to see that she won the award for, for that. Uh, we move over to uh, best original score. Uh, best original score went to uh, went to uh, Babylon. Uh, Justin Hurwitz won for Babylon uh, in the best original score category, beating out films like uh, The Banshees of Inisherin, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Women Talking, and The Fablemans. Uh, Justin Hurwitz once again proving that he is one of the best composers of this generation. Love what he's doing with with Damien Chazelle, and I love his score for Babylon, so very well-deserving right there. Um, Best Picture Non-English Language went to Argentina 1985, beating out films like All Quiet on the Western Front, Close, Decision to Leave, and RRR. And how in the absolute fuck did RRR not win the award for Best Picture Non... for Best International Film? How is that possible? Look, I'll be honest with you, okay? Now look, let, let, let me just let me just acknowledge. 
I haven't seen Argentina 1985. Never watched it, okay? But how in the absolute fuck did RRR not take it home? It was easily the best international film of the year. And it's because it, it was one of the best movies of the year. Like, it boggles my mind that RRR didn't win best internet because then RRR ended up taking best original song. <laughs> which, which blows my mind. So, yeah. Um, and now, uh, and the final award, of course, was. Uh, best uh, animated film, and that went to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which, I'll be honest, a little bit of a surprise that it went to Guillermo del Toro. I mean, I thought Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was great, but, man, I thought Marcel the Shell was going to end up taking it. Like, I'll be honest, I thought Marcel uh, the Shell with shoes on was going to take it for best animated film because um, I thought it was my it was my number two favorite film of the year. So. Um, but yeah, uh, Puss in Boots could have taken it. Turning Red, I'm actually really shocked that Turning Red wasn't the one to take it because kind of figured that Golden Globes was going to kind of go for the either the DreamWorks film or the Pixar film. But yeah, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio took it for best animated film. Um, I don't think this is going to be the same case for the Oscars, though. I do believe the Oscars it will go to. Turning red, but we'll have to see how the other award shows go because, for all we know, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio could end up taking every single animated award this award season. So we'll, we just will never know. So um, overall, how do I how do I like the? I'm okay with all the winners that I'm I'm actually okay with all the winners that end up taking the Golden Globe this year. Um, I'm actually I'm 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 okay with it. So. Um, all right, guys. Uh, now we're gonna move on. I was gonna review a man called Otto, but I but we're running out of time, so I want to go ahead and give you your guys Q and A questions. But before we do that, let's go ahead and take a quick Zeke said so commercial break. So sit back, relax. The Zeke said so. The Zeke said so show will be right back. Thank you so much for listening to this installment on the Zeke Said So podcast. I wanted to remind you guys that the Zeke Said So podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pocket Cast, and Stitcher. Uh, if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a review on the feed, preferably a positive review. It helps more people see the show, and it helps us grow and continue to give you this amazing content. Also wanted to remind you guys that you can check out the Zeke Said So written blog. Go to zekesaidso.wordpress.com and you may find the Zeke Said So podcast in a written blog. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Zeke Said So and on Instagram at Zeke underscore said underscore so. And one more thing. If you would like to support the show, you can find a link in the description of every podcast we put up to our listener support feature. Once you get there, you may donate any amount, and for those who do, you will receive a special shout-out right here on the podcast feed. Not a mandate. You don't have to do you don't have to do it, 
but it does help us out a lot. And you guys are also supporting the show just by listening to this amazing content. Now, with that down, let's get right back to the show. All right, guys. Now, before we sign off here, let's go ahead and let's answer some Q&A questions. Uh, and, uh, yeah, here's the first one. First one is, favorite Tom Hanks performance? Uh, I have... He's given the problem with Tom Hanks is that he's given so many, so many great performances. I probably have to go with Forrest Gump. Probably have to go with Forrest Gump. Um, with Austin Butler's win at the Golden Globes, do you still think Brendan Fraser will win the Oscar for best for his performance in the Whale? Well, um. It will all depend on what happens at the SAG Awards because, um, let me just, best actor, SAG, oh, I wrote 2022, that's 2023. Let me just take a look at what the nomination who who's in the who's in the running for best. Um, okay, uh, best performance, outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. So we have Austin Butler, Colin for Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Brendan Fraser for The Will, Bill Nye for Living, and Adam Sandler for Hustle. Um, I'm actually, I'll be honest, I'm surprised to see Adam Sandler for Hustle there. Because um, not that he was bad in Hustle, I just didn't think that movie would, would ever get recognized for the award season. So I'm actually very surprised um, to, to see that it was, <laughs> uh, to see that it, that he was there. Um, I... Mm, I think hmm, both Austin Butler and Colin Farrell ended up winning at the Golden Globes. So I would say as of right now, both Austin Butler and Colin Farrell have are the two front runners at this point. But Brendan Fraser could sneak in there. I mean, for all we know, at the SAG Awards, Brendan Fraser can end up taking the the award for Best Actor. Um, I personally believe Brendan Fraser should take home the award. Um, but if Colin Farrell or Austin Butler take it home, I won't be upset about it. So, yeah. Um, let's see. If you had to put together the 10 Best Nominees this year, um, the ten best picture nominees this year. What would what would they be? I would say Fablemans, Everything Everywhere, Banshees of Inisherin. I do believe Top Gun and Avatar: The Way of Water are going to end up sneaking in there. Hmm. 
I think. Hmm. Despite. Hmm. Maybe Babylon could sneak in there. I mean, I didn't love Babylon, but I'm I, the the fact that it was nominated for best musical or comedy, and the fact that it was nominated for best uh, cast ensemble at the SAG Awards. I'll say Babylon, maybe. Um, Triangle of Sadness could sneak in there. Uh, Glass Onion could sneak in there. There's a lot of movies, but I think the, the the three that are for sure going to be in that list are Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. So, uh, what are the chances that Scott Lang dies in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania? I think the chances of it are low. I'll give it like a 10% chance that it actually happens. Um um, I don't think they're going to kill... I, I don't think... I think if any character is going to die in this third Ant-Man film, it will either be Hank Pym or Janet. Um, I don't think Hope will die. I don't think Scott will die. And I definitely don't think Cassie is going to die. Um, I do believe that they are going that to... That this is going to be the official end to Hank Pym's journey in the mcu so uh thoughts on the price increase for hbo max well it's only been what let's be honest it's not like it's that big of an increase it's only going to be increased by like one dollar now for some people that's a lot of that's that you know because because they're they've only as as of right now they've only increased the price for the no ad version the ad the ads version which is the one i have as of right now, is still uh, $10, $10 a month. It's still $9.99 a month. Um, but, you know, I do the annual plan, so I save myself a little bit of money. I'm only paying like uh, $99.99 at the end of the year. So, um, so yeah, uh, no, I, I, I don't think it's that big of an increase. I mean... Compared to what Disney Plus is, compared to what Disney Plus is now, I don't think it's that much. So uh, yeah, but uh, but you know, we all we all kind of knew that these streaming services were gonna raise their prices. I mean, it's not like these streaming services are not gonna stay cheap forever. That is why we are now gonna be living in an era where consumers are gonna have to be really, really. Uh, are going to have to be very selective on which streaming services they choose. Like for me, I'm I have Disney Plus, Peacock, and HBO Max. As of right now, I'm good. I'm I'm good with those three. You know, I mean Netflix, Netflix. You know, is 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 one that will be difficult to lose. And you know, Param. I I don't. Ha- I've never had Paramount Plus. Um, I'll be honest. I've always borrowed a friend's Paramount Plus account. So, um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what other streaming services are going to raise their, I mean, Disney Plus has already raised their prices. Um, 
uh, HBO Max. Uh, I have there's no word yet on if Peacock will, but I'm pretty sure within the next couple within this year we're gonna hear that Peacock is gonna raise their prices too. Um, how much will they raise their prices? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, uh, but. But, guys, that will do it for this week's episode of the Zeke Setso Show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, make sure you guys go check out all the great stuff, uh, all the new shows we got right here on the Zeke Setso Podcast, including To the Batcave and uh, and the return of the Web Series Podcast and the return of, of Avatar The After Show. Throwback Thursday, like I said, will make its debut next week, so make sure you tune in for that. Also, guys, I want to remind you, please go and watch my new movie, what to watch a love letter to physical media. If you have not gone to, to watch it yet, please go and watch it. Uh, the film has done very well. It's at 129 views on YouTube. So let's make, let's try and get that number up to two to 200. Let's get it up to 200 views. I would love to see it up there. Uh, so yeah, please go and check out my new movie, what to watch a love letter to physical media that helps me get out of debt. Uh, so Thank you so much for, for listening, guys. And if you guys like this podcast, please make sure you share it and subscribe. I think I should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.